And then one day she decided to start living her own life. She organized her crap and she got busy. Good day and welcome to Organized Chaos. This is Kimberly Maxine. I always, my Kimberly Maxine, Kimber Maxine, and my Kimberly Jensen. I don't know if you're a Kim out there listening to this, but it's funny how when you say to someone like, oh yeah, my name is Kimberly, and they're always like, you mean Kim. And it's just like, well, no, I actually meant Kimberly. I mean, I really don't care, but it's just so funny how people assume you should be one way or the other. Anybody, any other Kims out there, any other names out there that this go, that people go through with this? It's very strange to me. Anyway, I am legit going to tell you about a time where today is throwback Thursday for those of you who follow along each day. But for those of you who are watching on a Tuesday, welcome to Throwback Thursday. Um, I am a girl with a lot of stories. I've had a lot of life. I've been through a lot of life. I've lived a lot of places. I've experienced a lot of people and places and things that I don't want to say most people haven't, um, but mine seem to be quite uh, extravagant um, when I tell the stories. So um, today I want to talk about where I um, was literally not living my own life and really truly the beginning of a lot of change in my life. So I spent the majority of my post-college years uh, crying, (laughs) really, truly. I remember crying a lot about a lot of things, mostly boys, um, and I'm going to call them boys, not, not men, even though I was in my, you know, early 20s which I guess you're kind of a boy at that point too. So (laughs) that counts. Um, but I, I, I just, I remember laying in hallways and so I lived in this place and it was this really cool after I got robbed. So I got robbed. I moved to San Diego and my mom and I found this place out in this really quaint little neighborhood was quite far away, but it was the only thing I could afford because I think I was making like 1375 an hour Yep. And I was supposed to live in San Diego on that salary. And so this was the only thing we could afford. I could afford. And truthfully, my parents had to help me every single month. Uh, So here I am. I live in out in the boons. Anyway, I got robbed. This is a series of events that led to this whole destruction of me in my first years in San Diego. I always say that San Diego tried to spit me out because I, you know, I got robbed. I had multiple car crashes. I had really like lame dudes in my life. I it just like a lot of things. Um, I have had cancer. I had surgeries. I, I mean, you name it. It was in there. So um, I ended up living in this place called the promenade. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Anyway, at the time it was quite an up and coming village. Um, it was really fun. It was like this beautiful place in mission Valley, um, which is right in the middle of San Diego. When you're, if you're from there, it's kind of the heart of, you know, you can get to anywhere within like five, 10 minutes. And it was young and it had taco shops and coffee shops and wine bars. And it was right on a trolley station and it was, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful and it was expensive, but because I was able to to get two roommates into this place, I was able to afford it no problem. I was much closer to work, which made things so much easier. However, 
don't judge me, but I would get my, my roommates off Craigslist. So here I am, 20-something girl living in, you know, Mission Valley. And I mean, I got, I had girls, I had guys. It didn't matter. As long as you pretty much had a heartbeat, you had a job, and you didn't seem like a scary, a scary serial killer, I was, I, you were, you were good in my book. And I can't even tell you, you guys, 12 roommates I went through at this place, 12 of them. And you'd think at that point, like I'd have given up. And I finally did. Um, it started with, I had this one girl. Um, she ended up stealing half of everything we purchased to get the place. So that was fun. I came home one day and there was one chair. Two, we had bought in four dishes. So there was two dishes, one candle, uh, one throw pillow, a couple glasses. Literally, she stole half of everything I had. So that was that's how it began. This should have like given me a precor of like what was about to happen, but I had no idea. I mean, there was a guy who belonged to this thing called Sex Space. I don't I don't know if you're familiar with MySpace. Similar, uh, except for you know what, and uh, his his fetish was pregnant women. So there there was that. That was wild in itself. Uh, then there was, uh, there was just a plethora. I mean, I can, I'm, I won't go into hall as I don't have like, I don't know what that's called when you talk about people and you're not supposed to, I'm not telling you their names, so they may never find this. Well, I had this one girl, she was actually really nice. Can't remember her name. Uh, she was very nice, but she was very healthy and, but healthy in like a keto way, which at the time keto didn't even exist. Nobody knew what keto was. And so she, um, there was like, you'd open our fridge and it was like, it was like a jungle, literally like plants would just be like coming out. Like I was surprised there wasn't monkeys or animals living in there. It was crazy. Um, but she would make these like really lavish things. And then there was this other guy, he would always make chocolate covered strawberries every time he was going to have a date and he would tell us like hey i'm gonna have a date tonight and he would make the same meal with the same strawberries and you know then the girl would come and me and my other roommate at the time would text from our appropriate rooms and he would be in the middle of us and we just couldn't believe that this was our life anyway so this went on for quite some years i lived there for five years i don't know why i never left Y'all, I just, I don't, I think I was so busy. So I opened two hotels in this time. Um, I had my own heartbreaks with guys. So you can tell why. In the end, I was laying on floors all the time crying because it was such an emotional roller coaster. And uh, in this time though, I ended up, this was the Lean Cuisine girl. So she had bought, and her and I both ate Lean Cuisines at the time. And apparently she bought Lean Cuisines that looked a little bit different than mine. But one day she, she had a really crazy temper. She's the one who ended up putting locks on her doors and she got crazy. Um, she threw them. She threw frozen lean cuisines at me. And this, the hallway was probably like, maybe like, I don't know, maybe five different doors, you know, like there was a laundry in the middle. There was like two bedrooms. It was quite big. It was a really long hallway. So she threw them and I had to close the door and I was literally screaming like, you're crazy as she's throwing lean cuisines at me down the hallway. So anyway, this was my life for quite some time. I don't know, you know, it just, it was like a, it was like a, I mean, this could have been its own sitcom. 
for sure. And so finally I ended up with two girlfriends who were not crazy, who were lovely and we had the best time. And then it became like we would smoke cigarellos and drink wine out on this porch crying about our, our woes of our man blues and our work drama and whatever else. And it felt a little bit like Italy because you'd sit out on this balcony in the waterfalls and it was just, it was very interesting. But I just remember crying a lot, like all the time. And so I, the point of this story, this throwback Thursday will have a point. I haven't quite figured out what it will be yet. No, just kidding. But I ended up finding Jesus in this time. Um, and really all of these wild and crazy things led me to one day showing up at this church that I, you know, ended up belonging to, ended up working for. Um, and I remember going for the first time and I would just cry, just more crying, more tears. And, you know, uh, it, it wasn't like a perfect turnaround. There was a lot more drama. There was some, there was an Oxycontin user. There was like, I mean, you just, all the things. There was a break-in in the cars in the garage below and a crazy ex and I mean, it's just wild. So 2020 kind of reminds me of the girl in the promenade with the crying on the floor. I feel as though I spent a lot of time crying on the floor uh, in 2020. And I don't know why I'm always on the floor. I think it's very soothing to lay on the ground and look up. I don't know why, I guess maybe, you know, at the, I, in my 20s when I was laying on the ground, I didn't know this, but vertical should always be where you're looking when you're hurting, right? Like you, you if you're really... But I find when you are looking up, it keeps your eyes focused on him instead of all your problems that are laying on the floor. And so vertical is a great way to, um, you know, I tell my daughter when she's really upset about things, I'm like, just lay on the ground and look up because you'll remember like life isn't horizontal, it's up, it's vertical and he's got you. Um, and the difference, I thought about the difference between, and here's the funny thing about this crying, all this crying. I actually am not a crier. You, it's very rare that you will find me crying. I don't cry. Like when I say goodbye, I don't cry when things are sad. Um, I actually went to Africa to try and cry more. I, I, that, that was my reality. I want to cry. I feel like, Ooh, like that's sad. And to me, like when I say like that's sad, like that's almost like me saying like I'm crying. These are my tears, but I just don't see them. Um, and so I just didn't do a lot of crying. And so it's interesting for me to think back on all of this crying that I was doing and why and what the difference between the girl in the 20s and to, you know, the girl now and the difference of number one, I'm grateful for tears. I think crying is so important for your soul. I think it's it's refreshing. It gets out whatever is in and you just get to like, I don't know, you, you get this, um, it's just very cleansing and it lets go of a lot of what you're holding. I don't love the feeling of that the next day, like where the tears and the, the headache and I don't know, not a big fan of all that, but I do think that there is some really truly cleansing things when it comes to crying. And so I was thinking about this yesterday about, I was actually sitting in listening. I went to Elevation Worship's uh, concert, worship night last night. And I was thinking about the crying in the 20s versus the crying in 2020. 
And the difference was, and I felt the difference is, is back then, if I had known, uh, God was, was using these experiences to bring me to him. Um, and there really is no difference in what 2020 did for me. It was, he used all of these terrible things to bring me to him and just different. Obviously I already knew him and it was just a matter of letting go of some of the things that were maybe too comfortable, or maybe I had my hope in the wrong savior, or maybe I was elevating the wrong things in my life, or maybe there was some people or some things or some places or an entire state that needed to be, you know, left to move forward. And so I, I share this story because I think we all go through this experience where life feels really hard and you wonder if you're ever going to get out of it. I remember thinking so often like, okay, I've had my three bad things. Like you're supposed to, it's supposed to be good now. I don't know if you guys used to think like that, but I used to like, oh, well, you, you know, things, bad things come in threes, bad things come in threes. And I mean, I, they don't believe that, but really bad thing, you know, so I would think that. But I just want to share that as I look back, I am grateful for all of those wild experiences and all that crying as it led me to leaning on God in a way that I never have before. And I think that there's something truly powerful when life isn't great or life is going through trials or you feel pressed upon or you feel like you're failing or you feel like like out of control almost lay on the ground and and look up and go vertical um and watch what will happen um i i hope that if you are in that vertical state that you see that he has you and he has great plans for your life and even though i thought 2020 was going to break me it actually did things beyond I even imagined. Prayers were answered in a way that I had no idea needed to, and I feel grateful for what happened. Now, I don't want to lean that from the perspective of, I know that 2020 was a great year of loss, not a great year, a year of loss, but um, from my own personal situation, there was extreme growth and extreme closeness with God that I didn't even realize that I needed. And so um, I hope today that you take the time to look up and get vertical and um, let it out, girlfriend, let it out. Mm